from Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. Rifki at Squits, and on today's show, I go solo to talk about what's been happening behind the scenes here at Impact Fashion. I'll share more details about the address at American Dream Mall, why the process of making the piping dress was both a little bit disappointing and also very validating, and how modest fashion is having a serious moment. Hello, lovelies. There is so much going on, and I hate it when people say this, but I don't I have I don't remember the last time I have been this overwhelmed by by everything swirling around me and we're gonna break it down together I have a sneaky feeling this might turn into like a little bit of a therapy session welcome along for the ride (laughs) oh gosh um I feel like the context of when I'm recording this is important so I am recording this on Wednesday February 8th We are less than a week away from the opening of the address at the American Dream Mall when this is published, which is going to be on Monday the 13th. um, The the address is opening the next day. And I can say with 100% confidence that I completely underestimated the not only just the amount of work that goes into something like this, I think that I kind of figured that it would be a lot of work, but the amount of just like the way that this would mess with my head in a little bit of, in in a certain way. And I guess we'll get to that. Um, Also the piping dress went online today on Wednesday. So that's super exciting. So we'll talk about that design and it's actually, It's one of my favorite things that I've ever made, and it took me literally, I think, maybe three hours to make, which is a little bit annoying (laughs) to a certain extent. So we'll talk about that. And then the little ruffle dress is back online as well, um, and that also happened today, and we'll... And we'll, and we'll, and we'll just, we'll go through all of that, and I'm not even sure. There's so much happening, I'm not even sure where to start. I think that I should start with the address maybe because that is what is consuming most of my waking hours at the current moment. So for anyone who's not familiar, the address is a new modest department store inside the American Dream Mall. So it's it's huge. It's so big. It's um it's inside the American Dream Mall. If you're not familiar with the mall, that is in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And if you don't know where that is, it's right by the Meadowlands. Um, for my New Yorkers, it's right over the Lincoln Tunnel. It's literally right there. Uh, it's about a half an hour from where I live in Queens. It's very convenient to, you know, pretty much anywhere in New York City. Um, from Muncie, I know it's about an hour from Lakewood. Um, it's um, it's like it's right by Teaneck. It's right by Passaic, all those um, kind of like North Jersey neighborhoods. And the American Dream Mall is this huge complex with all sorts of entertainment and, um, you know, cool things that you can do there. One of the underrated fun things that they have is that you can they have these they're like animal cart things they look like it looks when you're on it it looks like you're like riding on like a donkey's back or a tiger's back or whatever animal you got and you can just kind of zip around the mall on them they're very fun I highly recommend those <laughs> um that's that's one of the little attractions that doesn't get as much airtime as like the indoor water park or whatever um 
which I presume is great. I've never done any of the big attractions, um, but I have done those little animal zippy things and they're really fun. Um, but anyways, it's, it's this huge mall in Jersey and it also has a mall component to it. And inside that mall, uh, the address is opening and it is a modest department store. So it is tons of modest brands. I think last time I counted, it was like 30 something um, modest brands that are all going to be in this one space at this one address. And the idea is that each brand has their own section, I guess, for lack of a better word. And then, but it's, but it's a unified shopping experience. So you're walking into one store and instead of it being like, a, instead of having to go, let's say like walking down an avenue where you're going into a store, trying on a couple things, buying what you like, and then going to the next store and trying on a couple things and buying what you like and like that you're walking into one place that is enormous and then going from brand to brand to brand choosing what you'd like taking it into one dressing room trying everything on at once I really like the fact that you're only getting naked once because there's just it's annoying to try you know a million and ten things on but you're trying on everything from all the different brands making all of your decisions in one place and then you know checking out in one area and then but again you're still able to shop all of the different brands so it's a very very cool concept um and one that I'm very excited to be a part of and when they first approached me I was like mm, I'm an online company maybe not um and then eventually as I started thinking about it more and also especially the pop-ups were a huge deciding factor in this um the the idea really started to appeal to me um the the idea in general of I've always known that it's important to try stuff on trying stuff on is important especially when you're dealing with a higher quality product and and a piece that you're gonna have forever you gotta make sure that you like it and that's why you know on my online store I've always done free shipping and returns and I've always incorporated that into part of the amazing experience that you get at impactfashionnyc.com and yet it's still it's annoying sometimes you know you don't want to you know buy and return and figure it out if you don't want to go through that process then it can be a little bit more difficult. And uh, probably about a year ago, I was getting enough requests for people to come shop in my studio or for people, um, you know, when are you going to do a pop-up shop? And I kind of just like shelved those in the back of my brain. I wasn't really thinking about them. I didn't really have the capacity for them at the time. Um, and then especially, you know, especially when it comes to the studio, my studio space is in my parents' house and it's, a, you know, uh, with the exception of my private clients and those are you know I only take on two private clients a month and that's doing custom pieces and that's a totally separate process having open store hours out of my parents house is just it's just not practical um and I think that that's also I know that that's also outside of the comfort zone for um you know for for my parents and for them to you know to have that side note I get a <laughs> maybe you know what maybe I'll do this on the Mother's Day episode this year I'll talk about my mom with this but um I have successfully run a business out of my parents house um if you count all of the different iterations of this business for coming on about 10 years now and I think that the biggest the reason why we are able to have this arrangement and to have it work is because we are very open with each other we're very honest with each other. This is what I need. This is, you know, what do you need? And then we take it from there. So, you know, having open hours is something that my parents are just not comfortable with. And that's not something that we're going to do from this location. Um, 
you know, that's that's just it works because everyone can be accommodating basically and I really should have um on the Mother's Day episode this year we should talk about this um I'm gonna put that on a write that down someplace um so yeah that wasn't really an option to to do and then when it comes to you know pop-ups pop-ups are a lot of work um they were totally out of the question um when I was pregnant and um you know for the for a little uh, a significant amount of time afterwards and I ended up um being able to put together a pop-up tour before Rosh Hashanah this year so you know about six months ago now and they were awesome they were so awesome now I want to say very clearly that I and I think that this is important for people to hear I did not think anyone was going to show up and that might sound crazy and maybe it is. Um, like I said, this might this is might turn into a therapy session. But I here's how much I didn't think that people were gonna show up. The first stop on the pop up tour that I did pre Rosh Hashanah was in my own neighborhood in Queens, and I didn't plan on having anybody there to help me because I didn't think I would need it because I'm delusional. Maybe I don't know because I just didn't think I would need it because I had done events like this in the past, like a very long time ago, right at the very beginning of the company and there, the turnout had been manageable for one person. So I just, whatever, like I went and I, you know, I unpacked Asia Kyle, a local boutique here hosted, um, fantastic, fantastic place run by really nice people. And I was unpacking all my stuff and as I was unpacking people were starting to show up and my brother was actually helping me unpack and maybe about like 20 minutes in I was like oh no I don't think that this is an amount of volume that one person could handle so I texted my mom quickly I was like I'm so sorry I don't know if you had anything planned today but are you able to come and help me out here and my mom was like you Yehuda my brother he's like Yehuda already told me that you needed help I'll be there in five minutes like she was already on the way and it was the yeah it was actually really fun. And then if you came to the pop-ups then you met my mom, cause she did all three of them with me. It was, it was really nice. Um, and the pop-ups were not only successful, but also just really fun and eye-opening to me because there's nothing like trying something on. Ugh, there's nothing like trying something on. There's nothing like, you know, coming out of a dressing room and having your friend or your mom or whoever there, your sister, um, you know, giving their opinion and uh, just going through everything. And should I try this one on? And do you think I should get a different size? And, you know, maybe, yeah, you know, with the, the other size right there, let me throw it on and, you know, make a decision between the two and, and all of that. And it, and they were just, they were just really, really nice. It was really nice to see. It was really nice to be a part of. And so even though I had kind of always thought that I would only exclusively sell online, I, I put it in the very back of my brain. I have this list of things that I think I'll be able to accomplish in like my 40s when my life is less hectic. I've since learned from people in their 40s that that's not how it works, but I am a, refusing to accept that reality. But I just, it, I, I just thought of, you know, yeah, maybe I should open a retail store one day. And it's definitely not something that, you know, opening a retail store on my own is not something that I could do right now, just, you know, with the, you know, young family and all that is not at all compatible with retail life. And I'm happy with my online store and, and it was all good and fine and wonderful. And then the wonderful people in American Dream came calling. And the thing that is really cool about this concept is that the, the, the brands are not operating day to day. So a little bit of a peek behind the curtain for you. 
if I were to open my own store, I would need to operate that store. This is not rocket science, right? So like if I open a store, then I'm, you know, I'm hiring the workers and I'm making sure that it's, you know, the door is unlocked at the right time when it's supposed to open. And, and I'm, I don't know, paying the utility bill or whatever one does when you have a store. Like I am responsible for the day to day of that store if I open my own. But with the way that the address is going to run is that American Dream is going to be operating it. So that means that the staff that's there is going to be knowledgeable in all of the brands. And they're going to be able to help you choose between different brands. And they're going to be there to, you know, there's the person behind the register will be checking out everyone from all of the different brands that are there. And it's just a very cool way of looking at it, particularly for someone like me, who at the stage of my life that I am right now, opening a retail store is so far out of the question just it's just not a a workload that I would want to take on with the way that my life is arranged at the current moment this this allows for there to be a place where you can see the collection try the collection get to know the collection and 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 I don't have to operate it day to day so that was really really appealing to me coupling that with the fact that I'm still getting requests. When's the next pop-up? I don't know the answer to that, by the way. But, you know, when's the next pop-up? Can I come try stuff on? How does this work? All of that. Um, I just really wanted to give you all the opportunity to see the collection in person and to also create a space, a physical, actual, you know, in real life type of space for all of the things that we have built online. You know, to have a store that does not leave you feeling scarred is really cool. I mean, I have so many dressing room horror stories and I'm sure that everyone listening to this does also. And I'm sure that we've all had experiences where we've walked into a store and left feeling worse than when we came in and being able to be a part of an entire, uh, not only just a store, but, uh, you know, a, a store of this size that is not going to give us all those same horror stories is really, really special. And I have to give a huge shout out right now to the team that's operating the address at, at American Dream. They have been fantastic and also super dedicated to making sure that each, that you really feel like you're in each brand's individual space, an individual shop. And like tomorrow, actually, I'm going in to the space to do uh, staff training. And, you know, the, the staff is all getting trained by every single brand. And, you know, to, to talk to them about body shape and to talk to them about how, you know, how not to comment on the size of people's bodies or really anything about people's bodies. Um, you know, something actually that uh, I know a couple of people have expressed to me since this has been announced is that they weren't sure how they were going to be treated, um, particularly if they are someone who wears a larger size. Um, and I brought up those concerns with the team there. I said, you know, listen, some of my plus customers are are concerned about how they're going to be treated here. They, you know, understandably have been treated poorly in the past. And right away it was, you know, t tell us more. What are the things that you think they need? What do you, how can we you know, how can we work around that? What are the things that, you know, how can we make this a positive experience? And I feel very confident that this will be a positive experience for anyone who walks through the door, whether or not you do end up buying something. And I'm really, I'm really, really excited to see something like that come to life. The, the, the whole, the space is really surreal. And I know I've said so many times how large it is, but it's so big. 
And what is crazy about that, aside from the fact that it is enormous, it is also gorgeous. It is like, don't come, I mean, buy something if you want, but come just to see it because it is a gorgeously designed, beautifully put together space, which I think is so difficult to do when you have so many different brands that each have their own identity, but you really do get each brand identity from their space while also having this beautifully cohesive, really just wonderful, wonderfully gorgeous space. And the thing that I keep, I think that the reason why the size of it keeps striking me, you know, the reason why the size of it is something that my brain just keeps going back to. I mean, most of the brands that are in this store, I think almost all of them are for sure less than 15 years old, maybe even less than 10. And that's crazy to see the amount of growth that there has been in the modest fashion industry in such a short amount of time. And then when you also consider that, I mean, there's, these are almost exclusively women-owned brands, almost exclusively designed by Orthodox Jewish women, almost exclusively intended for Orthodox Jewish women or any, really anyone who dresses modestly, seeing, and, and a lot of the, the women who run the other brands that are in this space, uh, a lot of them are my friends, and seeing all of this work come to life and be so, I don't know what the word is, just so apparent, you know, it's just so, it's so real. It's so tangible. Seeing all of that is, it's, it, that really blows my mind. And the fact that there's this giant space with all of these businesses is, it's awesome. It really is. It, it really is just very, very cool. And it also feels like it gives modest fashion not that we needed it, but it gives us some like a kind of legitimacy. It gives us a there's there's something very concrete about that that I'm really excited to to see these brands have. Um, yeah, so that's the address at American Dream. That is what has been consuming all of my waking hours <laughs> for I don't even remember how long. Um, the opening is on Tuesday, February 14th. Um, there's going to be meet and greets all day. I'm going to be there starting from 11 a.m. I'll for sure be there until at least 12, but probably later also. Um, and it's just a very, very, very cool idea and concept. And if you are at all interested in modest fashion, I highly, highly recommend that you check it out. It's inside the American Dream Mall. Um, yeah. Oh, one quick note, just like housekeeping thing on this. So um, the address is a totally separate store from the online store. So if you buy something online, you'll need to return it online. And if you buy something at the address, you would need to return it at the address. Um, the address does have a return policy. I believe it's 14 days. Um, they'll tell you when you're there if you do end up buying something. So that's, you know, just a quick question that you could ask there. Um, and as always online, um, it's a 30 day free return policy and I cover return shipping. So if you are thinking about, you know, buying something online, then you don't have to worry at all about, you know, if you like it or not, or if you need to return it, all that's really, really simple. And that brings me to the piping dress and the piping dress makes me think that sometimes I need to cut myself a break. Really a lot of things lately, generally just the amount that I've been working on the address have made me think that sometimes I need to cut myself a break, but the piping dress is such a simple design, and yet it is so impactful when you see it. And it is so, it is so striking. 
And I believe it took me maybe three hours to create, which is honestly a little annoying. <laughs> like it, it makes me think that maybe I should stop working so hard. But it's also the culmination of a lot of years of hard work because the way that the piping dress started, I'll backtrack for a little bit. I found this organic cotton waffle fabric. So a waffle knit is basically a texture that kind of imagine what an actual waffle looks like, how it has those squares and the squares are kind of sunken in. The texture of a waffle fabric is very similar to that. So I found this organic cotton waffle fabric that is stunning, beautiful fabric. And I was like, oh, this is such a beautiful, special solid. You know, this is something that I think could be really cool. What do I do with it? I was like, hmm, I don't want to make an all black dress. I like a black dress as much as the next girl, but I wanted something more special. And then I thought that this particular fabric, the weight of it would hold a flare really nicely. I was like, okay, this should be a flare dress. I was like, hmm, what if I took this black waffle fabric and I highlighted the princess seams of a straight dress with white piping? Piping is one of my favorite details when I was actually um, doing my couture certificate in FIT. One of the things that we learned were a couple of different ways to finish piping in a seam and also how to create your own piping and to create your own cord wrappings and spaghetti straps and things like that. And it was one of my favorite techniques. And I, I just love a good piping. I think that it's such a great way to highlight seams. One of the other things that as a part of the ethos of couture sewing in general is that stitches are not imperfections. You know, there's a lot in in like a fast fashion manufacturing, a lot of times they'll do their best to hide the stitches because the stitches themselves are really ugly. But one of the ethos that you pick up when you are part of, you know, a couture trained and a couture minded approach is that the stitches themselves, if they're done right, are actually really beautiful. And piping is something that highlights the seams that you have. And again, seams, if done right, if placed on the body properly, actually really beautiful and I love piping to highlight a seam I just think it's such a beautiful way to you know add a little bit of oomph without going crazy overboard and so my idea for the piping dress was literally let's take this black dress in this great flare that I have as one of my slopers and I'll explain slopers for anyone who's not familiar in a second make the black dress in this flared sloper with white piping in the seams and that's it you know, and, and that's what the design is. And it was really easy to make because it was basically just tracing the sloper. I made a couple of little changes to it and and that was it. Had the sample. Sample looked fantastic. Put it on pre-order and, and that was it. And I think that the thing that I'm the thing that I really should be most proud of here is that the slopers did exactly what they were supposed to do. So a sloper is essentially a base pattern that you make other patterns from. So instead of starting with a blank piece of paper every time, I start with a sloper, which already has a really good fit. And it already has kind of the basic shape of what I'm going for. And then I'll make adjustments from there. So I have a flared dress sloper. Um, anything in my collection that's flared starts as that dress. And it's not to say that everything in my collection looks the same. You know it doesn't. But if I start with that, then I'll know I'll get the same fit. And then I can make design changes from there as opposed to worrying about fit changes. And this is the reason these slopers um, are the reason why my entire collection runs exactly the same, why you are the same size in every single piece of my collection, um, because I use these slopers. And it's, um, again, one of those couture minded things that um, higher end designers do to keep things consistent. So really, the piping dress in a lot of ways is a celebration of the sloper. You know, it's a celebration of the simple silhouette that does 
you know, that, that, that is exactly what it wants to be without trying too hard. And that has been very cool to see come to life. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, usually I go through like the process of designing and all of that, but that's really it. Um, it's a really beautiful, impactful piece of clothing without being, it, it doesn't try too hard. It's just simply gorgeous and, and works from there. And it's online now. Uh, it's, it's online now. It's going to be in stock at the address to try on. Um, and it's, it's just a very good piece of clothing. It's a very cool piece of clothing. The, um, oh, the little ruffle dress also went online today. That is a super pop. I think that when I did my pop-ups, it was the most popular piece that was there. Might've been the single dress. I'm not sure. Um, but the, it was definitely, it was definitely up there, if not the most popular. And that is a mesh, a petty point mesh dress with a lightweight lining. This dress is the most comfortable fancy dress you will ever own and I'm willing to bet on that it is super super comfortable and lightweight in a stretch fabric um, with a tiered skirt that is ruffled along with a gathered bodice and beautiful ruffling on the sleeve there's just a lot of beautiful details in it and it just gives a very it's just a very light it's your not so basic black dress I called it the little ruffle dress because I wanted it to kind of be an ode to the little black dress without being you know but just easier. You know, it's, it's the little ruffle dress. It's easier. So that is online now as well. And it will also be in stock at the address. The entire collection won't be at the address. A good chunk of it will be. Um, but you will be able to, you know, see and feel what is there. Oh, I want to talk about the blog that I made. Okay. I'm really, really proud of this. The, at the address, I always feel like (laughs) there's always this like perennial debate going on, which is when you're shopping, do you want salespeople to be like helping you and up in your business or do you want them to just leave you alone? And the truth is that there's no right answer. It's a matter of personal preference. and It could really go both ways. And I hear good arguments for both sides. So what I wanted to do was that I wanted to create a self-service situ- like uh, I wanted to create something that was as self-service as possible without being, I don't know what the word is, like without being, um, so that you could, you know, if you want, if you like wanted to tell a salesperson, please leave me alone, then, but you could still get all the information that a salesperson might give you. So on the tags of every dress that is at the address, um, there are, there's, there's, there's three things. The first thing, and I'll go through one at a time. The first thing says, scan here to learn more about this design. And it's a QR code, you know, those funky box looking things. And If you scan that with your phone, it'll take you to a page on the site which lists every piece from the collection that is currently at the address and it allows you to select that piece and it gives you a like a short summary basically about that design tells you a little bit about you know about the piece itself uh tells you what body shapes it's best suited for and shows a couple of pictures um of it on and this way if you don't want to be helped by someone or if a salesperson is busy with someone else then you can kind of learn about that piece without without you know with, with without someone needing to tell you about that so that's number one. The second thing that it says on that tag is that extra fabric is available for purchase and who to email to get that. Um, that's just for the tall people who are more or anyone who's really comfortable with more coverage. And then the last scanner code is WhatsApp status. Um, 
because I know that not everyone is comfortable with Instagram. So um, I wanted there to be another place where people could go. Full disclosure, I'm planning on posting exactly the same things on Instagram and on WhatsApp status. Um, I'll put the link to join the WhatsApp status in the episode show notes if you'd like to join. Um, if you follow on Instagram, then by all means, keep following there. It's really just a matter of what's more convenient for you. So that's um, so that's all on the tag there. And I'm really proud of that blog for a couple of reasons. The, the blog is where like it lists all of the pieces, you know, the first scanner code or it lists all of the pieces that are currently at the address. I really like that there's an option for someone who doesn't want to be bothered by a salesperson. Um, and what I also really like about it is that the blog highlights body shape and body type over body size, which if you've been here for any length of time, you know, is something that I'm super passionate about. And I hope that with this space and with bringing this way of shopping into a more mainstream setting, it will help all modest dressing women accept the way that their bodies are just a little bit more. And that is very exciting to me. So that's what's going on. It's a lot of things. <laughs> it's a lot of things. I don't remember the last time I've been working this much and like honestly getting a little bit overwhelmed, but it's all, all exciting things, all good things. And as always, I'm really, really excited to be doing it with you. I'm, I'm really, I'm really privileged. It's, you know, it really is an honor and a privilege to do all of these things with you and, and they're possible because of you and because of your support and and everything that goes along with that. So the piping dress and the little ruffle dress are both online now at impactfashionnyc.com. Both are available in sizes 2 through 24, as is everything on the site, and uh, they are available for free U.S. shipping and returns, as is everything on the site. So you can see all of that at impactfashionnyc.com. The address at American Dream Mall is opening on Tuesday, February 14th. I will be there on Tuesday, and after that, I will be popping in and out sporadically um, and I would love to see anyone who could make it on Tuesday and I'd love to hear about your experiences shopping there if you're there at a time when I am not there. So please do check that out. It is in the C section. This will make sense when you see the parking lot on level three. It is right next to Primark. Um, so that's where you generally want to go. If you park in C3, then you're going to come out of the parking lot into the mall, into the parking out of the parking garage into the mall and you're going to make a left and you will see it right there. Um, and again, that's the address at American Dream Mall. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more about anything I spoke about today, the links are in the show notes. In the last episode, I spoke with Sarah McElroy about the Great Resignation and her experience speaking to women who have quit their jobs. Listen to it wherever you're hearing this one. The Be Impactful Podcast is a project of Impact Fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 18 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rivki Itzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together. <laughs>